0: Welcome into the Phoenix Sports Podcast. It's me, it's your girl.
1: DJ Mackie P.
0: Michaela (laughs) Ferguson, the one, the only. Sean DePaz, yo we yo got yo. Bubble Shane back in the cut, it's, he left us last it's week. It's
1: been a minute since we've had all three of us do this I know. together, has been, like, like over a month, I feel
0: like. The gang's all uh-huh. back together.
2: What is popping? Here we go. That's just a baby laugh, I don't know what that turned into. Help me. Oh, oh help. God.
0: Oh, boy, this is going to be one of those episodes. Um, <laughs> I'm still currently retweeting everything that is happening right now, so I'm a little distracted, oh. so Sean... Tell the people, what, what is happening? <laughs> what, what is that? Where what is, is that going, going on from? right now?
2: Uh, is that a oh, baby that. crying? I don't know. Sorry. I don't
0: know I'm, so, I'm so, so confused. I'm just, I'm,
2: I I, I, I got to get out of here.
0: <laughs> okay. Go wait, wait,
2: wait. <laughs> All right. What were you saying, Mac? I,
0: I don't know. It's just going to be one of those shows. Yeah, I don't it know. is. What's Welcome up to our to fan in the com- fam, fam, fam in the comments? Chris, Charles, Zona Tucson, Ryan. Hey, squad, let's get Dum-dum. it. I feel like I was like rapping there. Like, you just said
2: no. Hey out of Hey, squad, let's get it. Okay, I don't know. Russell I don't know. I don't
0: know. <laughs> All right. I finished. PPSP. Hey, squad, let's, let's ride.
2: ride. <laughs> Friday, squad, let's ride. <laughs> let's ride.
0: He has a new saying now. I don't know if you saw it, but he ended his press conference this morning with okay. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.
2: Oh, yeah. It used to be Go Hawks. Mr. So he's unlimited.
0: To back to Awkward. What a loser. Um, what even happened this week? Did we have a good week? I feel like this week went by so fast. I don't know.
1: What have, what did we do this week? I mean, well, we had some pretty good things happen that I mean, we're going to talk about in the show at least.
0: Well, I mean, like in our personal lives. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I like to, I, no, I like I to talk re- to the people. I had know? a really
1: nice dinner last night with the Coyotes crew. That was really fun. Oh, cute. Um, a little team dinner. Yeah, a little team dinner. But uh, outside of the that, invite, it was for the Coyotes crew. Um, Am I
0: not somewhat a part of the Coyotes no, crew? No, you're not. We did an entire NHL draft together and suffered through that.
1: Okay. Shane's not a part of the Kylie's crew either.
0: Well, I see how it is. It's fine. Shane and I are going to go get dinner after this, and you're not invited.
1: Shane did not know about this. No, no, we're not. <laughs> uh, ready? Well, Shane okay. was forced one, two, to go to dinner with Mac again. One, two,
2: three, boom, switch.
0: All right. Well, we've got a great <laughs> show planned for you guys today. We're talking all things Buda Baker, Arizona Cardinals, cards training camp. We're getting into the MLB trade deadline and the fact that the Arizona Diamondbacks are doing nothing so far yeah. as of now.
1: Yeah. Um, oh, CWP just told me a circle. K. Okay, let's go.
0: And a little Arizona Coyotes talk because yeah, yeah. Uh, the desert just got a whole lot cooler.
2: <laughs> you are the
0: worst. <laughs> All right. But before we get into that. That was
2: a baby Google too. <laughs> um,
0: before we get into that, I don't know if you guys know this, but the fact that I am here <laughs> and alive is a miracle. Because I can't feed myself, I oh, don't know oh, how to okay. cook.
1: I was like, "What are we? Are we going? Are we getting sick again for going out every, every no, night?" No,
0: I can't cook to save a life. Yeah, I don't know how to make anything. I don't know how to use the oven. One are the know few things that we bonded
1: over, our inability to like take yeah. care of ourselves as adults.
0: We don't know how we're functioning adults, but we are alive, and so I am alive, and I am brought to you by Factor Meal Kits because <laughs> Factor Meal Kits are the only thing that are keeping me alive at this point in time. This is actually crazy. So Factor is a sponsor of PHNX, but I was eating Factor before they became a sponsor of PHNX, and I recommended them to you.
1: That is true. Shane was also eating them, but yeah, you took the extra step of sending me your your promo code, a little promo which code, got both of us some free Factor.
0: So this um, is a testament that like we actually do eat and love Factor. It is guys. crazy,
1: right? Like I I feel like I say this all the time. You know, there's a lot of podcasts out there that get paid to talk about these brands, and they just talk about these brands. Yeah, but like we've been we've been doing all this
0: we've been rocking with Factor. we
1: we were all three of us were eating factor well in advance of this even being a topic of conversation it
0: is literally the best ready to eat meal kit ever they deliver the box to your door so you don't have to go grocery shopping which is big for me because i never have time to go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. they come pre-made and pre-packaged so all you have to do is poke a little couple holes in the film and stick that shit in the microwave for two (laughs) minutes just two minutes and then you If you're like me because you're lazy, you don't even put it on a plate. You just eat it right out of the container so you can just throw the container away and you don't have to do it. That's
1: a waste of time. I use plastic (laughs) silverware. It's like, terrible. we're not, what are we doing here? It's so I'm bad. It's this. so
0: embarrassing, you guys. This uh, is like a window into my life and the fact that I just am not a functioning adult and I can't take care of myself. But the meals are so good. Like, they're actually delicious. I was a little skeptical skeptical, because I was like, I don't know if this is going to taste good. Like, I'm a little weary of this. No, they slap. They are such good meals. And they also have vegan options, mm-hmm. keto options, like anything you need for your diet. They've got it.
1: The smoothies? The smoothies. The Bro, because when, when yeah. we were ordering them, full disclosure, when, like, when we were ordering them, I wasn't getting the smoothie. I didn't know about the smoothies. They sent us some smoothies and uh, I forgot mine today, but I've been drinking them for, like, for lunch basically every day this week. And yeah. Plant-based. Smoothies based, go crazy. Bomb the tropical smoothie. If you want
0: to get in on this factor action, all you have to do is head to factormeals.com slash PHNX50 and use code PHNX50 to get 50% off your order. Again, that's code PHNX50 at factormeals.com slash PHNX50 to get 50% off. All right, uh, let's get into some Cardinals. Let's do it. You don't want to do it? Want to talk some football?
1: I guess. It's right around the corner, man. I
0: know. Isn't that crazy? That I mean, it's here, here, really.
1: Tra- training yeah. camp's here. It um, is football season. It is. And more importantly than training camp being here, uh, certain safety is also here.
0: Certain safety has secured the bag.
1: Secured the bag. You uh, got uh, the- that
0: money. The money. one and only
1: Buddha Baker. Um Got a, ra- got a raise.
0: You got a raise. Not an extension. You <laughs> got a raise.
1: Um, as you see here, Ian Rappaport saying, uh, $2.4 dollars in bonuses and incentives, including a three hundred thousand dollars signing bonus."
0: What was that number? Uh,
1: which part? The two point four 300, million or the like, three hundred? What did I say?
0: Three hundred and a thousand.
1: hundred thousand. Three hundred k signing bonus. He also received a raise for next season. Easy um,
0: leader is back.
1: Which uh, yeah, leader is tweet. back. Um, so free agent after next season, right? Um, but, yeah, he's an yeah.
0: unrestricted free agent in 2025. Yep.
1: And obviously, there was he had requested a trade earlier this year. Um, you know, there was kind of a dispute over a contract extension, him wanting to be paid what he deserves, mm-hmm. um, or at least As what he, he thinks should. he deserves. As he um, absolutely, and it appears he's done that. Um, So, I mean, I guess just what's your initial reaction to seeing that Buddha is back and staying in the valley for at least two more years?
0: I mean, well, first of all, uh, when it was confirmed that he got a raise... I was stoked. I was honestly like, whatever it takes to keep Buddha happy in here in the Valley, like do it. I think we had a podcast a couple weeks ago where I was like, I don't understand like what the holdup here is. Like Mm -hmm. he is one of the most talented safeties in the NFL. He is also probably one of the best character guys to have in a locker room. His leadership skills are unmatched. He will outwork anybody and anyone on the field. So like, hello, knock, 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 like Monty Austin for it. What are we doing here? Like, let's just Keep Buddha like keep Buddha happy. Give Buddha whatever he wants. Like it's not like he hasn't earned it. And so when I saw that they did, they worked something out with him. I was so stoked. I was so relieved. I did have to reread that tweet though because I was like a raise.
1: Yeah. Like no, it definitely was.
0: I was like, am I reading this right? Like I've I don't think I've ever heard of someone getting a raise in the NFL. Because to me, it's either like a contract extension or nothing. So, yeah, no, and I know that might just be like my ignorance, but I was—I so, had to reread it. I was like, a raise? Like they can do that? Like they could just give player raises? Like yeah. what?
1: No, and I mean, I, at the very least, you don't really hear it phrased like that. Like usually, I mean, you hear guys restructuring their contracts, but it's usually to take less money or move money around type thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it would definitely that part of it definitely definitely caught me a little off guard. Um. But I mean. I'm just happy that he's back. Like I'm just happy that he is going to be here because I'm
0: happy he's happy. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. Like this. I I mean, obviously, this is a team with a lot of new faces, a lot of young guys, a lot of guys in very important years. Um, But to so to have that kind of leadership, especially in this this new regime trying to kind of change this culture, um, everyone loves Buddha, and he's just a, a great leader a great football player a great person and so I I think it's super important for this team that's trying to develop even if they're not like reality is is these next two years they're they're not winning a Super Bowl with Buda Baker like they're not really trying that's not really their goal right now um but they still recognize his value to hopefully achieving that goal at some point in the future um and I mean it doesn't eliminate the chances of him being here past his contract expiring obviously um yeah so I'm yeah I'm just thrilled that he's back
0: yeah absolutely I definitely agree um he also appears to be happy yeah. that he's back. He ha- posted a video on his personal social media accounts earlier this week that had everyone talking because we you know we all had that information of him like requesting a trade, like not getting the money he wants. So we all thought, well, maybe he's like still upset with the organization and the team. But the video that he posted uh, says otherwise. Nope.
1: <laughs> I'll boot a video. My bad.
0: Well, I didn't awkward. Put it in there. <laughs> we, we don't have, have it, the video. But I pro- Shane's gonna Shane's gonna import it while we wait. Um, but the video was like very pro Cardinals, and I was like, "Is he okay? Like, is did something happen that we just don't know about?" I was a little like confused about his like optimism and cheeriness within the video. Um, so I was a little caught off guard. I don't think I was expecting him to be like as chipper as he was.
1: No, yeah, here we go. Now I got the video. Hey, man. All I want to know is, are y'all fucking ready, man? Go cards.
0: He ended it with a go cards. Fucking
1: ready. Go cards.
0: So, my question for you is, do you think that this is the day? Because I think it came down on Monday, Monday, Monday or Tuesday, earlier this week. Um, and we didn't find out about the raise until yesterday. Do you think that this is when he found out about his raise and he was stoked and he was like, you know what? Let's just let bygones be bygones. I'm going to hop on my IG, and I'm going to be super stoked about being a Cardinal, and, like, let's just get it.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe it wasn't, like, the final definitive word, but it definitely seems like he had uh, reason to feel that something was they were figuring that out and yeah. I don't think it ever really seemed like he obviously he requested a trade but it was never so much that he didn't want to be a part of the organization it was more that he just didn't feel like he was being respected by the organization right um or his value wasn't being met so like I think he's clearly like thrilled to be back here and yeah I mean I think this is probably I think you're seeing a man that is happy that the organization that he wants to be a part of wants him to be a part of it yeah um so, yeah, I mean, at the, at the very least, that definitely seems like a moment where he he something changed as far as this this whole kind of situation went.
0: Yeah, he either caught wind of something coming down the pipeline or that was when he was notified by like his agent that he was, in fact, mm-hmm. getting the money that he was asking for, at least in my opinion. Obviously, I don't know and I can't confirm or deny when Buddha found out, but it just seems like to me after like the rocky weird time the offseason of him you know not necessarily being the happiest with the organization mm-hmm. to just like switch it up like that yeah i feel that's an indication of him like knowing that things were going his way um but that's just my opinion because also the same thing happened if you remember this off season with yandre hopkins posting on his personal True. social media about yeah. like i'm in the valley who i don't know uh, who, said who said i didn't want to be yeah. here yep. and yeah. then he gets traded like a what a week after that, At least, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, he had to have known that something was happening, and so he was like, I want to end on good terms with like Cardinals fans and in the valley. So, I'm just gonna be like, you know what, I'm in the valley. Who says I didn't want to be in the valley? <laughs> and then he gets released like a week later, yeah. So, I have a conspiracy theory that <laughs> the Cardinals players are finding things out well in advance of us, which I think they should, obviously. Yeah, right. Um, because there's nothing worse than being like Chris Paul and flying finding on a plane up. and yeah, finding news, out to yeah. get traded. Um, but yeah, I have a conspiracy theory that these players are i uh, finding out and then using their social media to their <laughs> advantage. But you know, that's just me. <laughs> is it? It's so yeah, is that You got to you, use though. what tools
1: you have at your disposal.
0: Right. Social that's what I'm is saying. A big one for the players. I do want to ask you this though. So considering that Buddha is going to be a unrestricted free agent in 2025, which is just around the corner, mm-hmm. which is also mental to think about. Um, do you think it was the right move to give him a raise instead of a contract extension?
1: Mental. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I f- think so i think from i mean from a manager perspective it's good like you keep him happy you keep him not requesting a trade and on the field uh I mean, you also aren't tied into a any kind of long-term deal with a, a corner or, or a defensive back who's going to be 29 i believe when his his contract expires um, Yeah, he's 27 right now but yeah so i i think from a manager's perspective it's it's awesome um as long as booty's here for the next two years that's and you the door is still open to extend him i think uh, you know if you always want the team to be in a position to succeed yeah. and god forbid anything goes wrong with buddha or he falls off a cliff anything like that you don't want to be <laughs> okay no i meant talent wise not <laughs> literally fall off a cliff Michaela. jesus anyways knock on
0: wood right now <laughs>
1: i was talking you knew what i meant anyways um what are we doing here Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, it's good that they aren't going to be tied into a player that could potentially, you know, a- any number of things could go wrong. Um, and he's happy. So, like I said, yeah. the the door for him to be extended is still very much open.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think I didn't really understand the raise at first mm-hmm. because I was like, just give him a contract. Like, wh- like what? This is, this is, there's to me this feels like a one foot in one foot out of the door type of mentality from like the Cardinals like front office perspective it's like well we really like you and we want to make you happy so here's a raise <laughs> but we're also not ready to commit like long term to you it feels like the Cardinals are in a situation ship with Buddha instead of like a committed relationship they're in like a situation ship and so I was initially in the boat of why did we just not give him a contract extension? Like he's done anything and everything to deserve it. The talent on the field and off the field have warranted an extension in my opinion. And so now I kind of feel like the Cardinals are like kind of like half in half out with Buddha. And instead of like a committed relationship, they're in a situationship, which I mean, works better for the Cardinals front office for sure, because they have more mobility now (laughs) with, Um, you know, not being locked into like a certain amount and for a certain amount of time. And they, you know, they can manipulate the situation to their advantage if they need Mm -hmm. to when it comes to like adding more players or...
1: Yeah, they have more flexibility. They're going to have more flexibility at a a time when they're closer to winning. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So from the Cardinals side, it makes sense. But to me, if I was Buddha, and maybe I'm just crazy, I would look at that and I'd be like, okay, so you will give me money, but you won't give me a contract too. I don't know. That's just me. I could be wrong. Am I wrong?
1: I mean... (laughs) He seems happy. So I I don't know. He he could feel some kind of way about it behind the scenes. But as long as everything is on the up and up publicly and, you know, everything's good in the club or the locker room, like I'm good.
0: Yeah. Well, another layer to the situation that made me kind of think about it in a different perspective is yesterday during Cardinals training camp. Jonathan Gannon was obviously asked about this news because it broke yesterday. And the things that he said about Buddha made me kind of reinforce my feelings of I think he's worthy of a contract extension. But I'll let you listen to Jonathan and tell me what you think. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, I, I cut my teeth coaching the secondary. You know what I mean? You just appreciate good good players. And And what's cool about it is, is I think. Good players come in, you know, all shapes and sizes, and different play styles, and how, and it's kind of like when you say, well, who does this guy remind you of, or who's the best guys you've been around? You know, how does he fit into those guys? This guy, he's just a unique player. He's got a unique skill set, and um, he does some really good things. But uh, there's a couple guys. I'm, I don't compare people, but there's a couple guys that have been. Uh, you know the cream of the crop that he does remind me of, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a joy to see any of our guys when you turn on a tape play with effort and enthusiasm, make plays and have fun, and you know talk a little noise to the other side. It's it's good to see that. The cream of the crop. I feel like that whole monologue and the hand motions <laughs> were very complimentary of Buddha. And so, if any if everyone can see it, including this new head coach that was just brought in who hasn't even had a snap to coach Buddha yet in a a real game, like a game that counts situation, (laughs) why would you not give him an extension?
1: I mean, no, listen, I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, I obviously he's amazing, but you know, as far as the coach is concerned, like coach is only going to say good things about his players. He's happy to have a a talented player on his roster and that's all he can control. He's yeah. here for two. years. I mean, Jonathan Gannon. Know how's this? How's this? Go, how this goes? If he, if they win two games over the next two years, he might not have a job in the next year. So yeah. like, it, it, he, all he can really control is the right now and be very focused on the present. Yeah. Um, and as far as he as far as he's concerned, he's got a super talented player, probably the best safety in the league in his on his roster for the next two years. Yeah. Um. So all he can do is is kind of sing his praises.
0: Yeah. And um, I'm gonna ask you too what you think this says about the new front office and the new regime that is in control of these types of decisions for the Cardinals. But I think it's funny because the Cardinals have a history of committing too soon and then hmm. overpaying and then still being on the hook to pay people when they're not even with the team anymore. Yeah. Uh yeah. looking at two very particular people, if you know you know. Hmm. So I think it's interesting. I don't know if that like those two situations would maybe necessarily make the Cardinals, like, gun-shy to pull the trigger because they're like, well, we're still paying two people a lot of money that aren't even in the organization (laughs) anymore. So, like, maybe let's just, like, pump the brakes a little bit. I don't know. I can't read their minds. But what do you think this says about Monty Austin Ford and his regime? Do you think this is something that... Steve Kime would have done or do you think this is obviously like a very Monty Awesome Fort style type of deal like do you expect to see more of this from Monty
1: I mean I don't know you know the Buddha thing was kind of a unique situation so I don't know necessarily you're going to see more of this I think exactly but I mean it seems like he did the right thing yeah. so to say that I expect the Kime regime to have done the same thing uh, would be lying Um, I don't know I don't know what the Kime regime would have done Um, but all I know is that this seems like the right thing and and it just it, i have confidence in this this yeah. regime now and matia's uh, gm and matia's gm like and even bidwells is just like i don't know listening to their gm and and supporting them however they can but like i yeah I, I don't know that the kind regime would have done this because it makes a lot of sense.
0: I, that's what I was just about to say. I <laughs> like, was like, I have no faith uh, if Steve uh, Khan uh, was still the general manager, he would have done yeah, anything right? like this. Like, he would have probably pissed Buda off even more than Buda would have just, like, sat but and not played exactly. the rest of the season or something awful because I don't have any faith yeah. that Steve Kim. Yeah, would have nice able is to is do not But
1: the we don't have to know. We We're don't have to, have to we we don't worry have about figure it we'll out. We don't, about about it. we don't have to care. We don't have to worry that Kahn was going to screw this up some way or screw this up in another way in the future. Yeah. Um. As of right now, and obviously it's it's still a pretty small sample size, um, but Monty seems to be doing like all the right things and staying within himself, staying within the organization, not trying to pretend that he or the organization is something that's not, or the roster is not something or something that it's not. Um, And that's really all you can ask for especially as a team that is in the situation this team is, that's rebuilding. You need a GM to come in with a plan and to know what's good for the franchise, and it seems that's what Monty is doing as of right now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm just happy that Monty Austinfort had the foresight to keep Buddha happy, whether that was giving him a raise or a contract extension or whatever he thought was appropriate. He obviously went with the raise, I'm glad that at least something was done so that we didn't have to worry about Buddha's attitude towards the organization. If he was happy, if he was unhappy, if we were going to get like passive aggressive subtweets during the season. Mm-hmm. I'm just happy that Buddha's happy, like I said before. And I'm thankful that at least Monty recognized the necessity of paying Buddha what he's worth because I do think he's worth the money that he got in that raise. So 100. Yeah, very happy that Buddha's happy. Um, Chris in the comments saying, I think there's way too many questions with all of the turnover and k1 to commit well speaking of kyler murray we got some news about him yesterday as well the cardinals officially announced that kyler murray would start training camp on the pup basically the physically unable to perform list is like a roster designation that the nfl uses for players who have football related injuries um, prior to the start of training camp and then being on the pop PUP also means that the Cardinals can activate him whenever they want Mm -hmm. and it's less restrictive than the IL is where you have to, um, you know, wait a certain amount of time to designate someone to return or whatever um, those types of rules regarding the IL are and he was also spotted at training camp. He was on the sidelines there yesterday um just talking with some coaches hanging out doing all the the things that a quarterback would do i think is he talking who's he talking to there i can't say hollywood is it hollywood yeah Yeah. talking to his buddy hollywood but he was in the building he was present even though he's on the pup he was um participating in a way of showing his presence (laughs) (laughs) which i'm happy to see right yeah
1: i mean we've been talking about this all off season while he's been going through his rehab like it it's He's doing all he can. Right. Yeah. He's he's saying that he wants to come back. He's clearly it seems from everyone that's talked about it, it seems like he's rehabbing his ass off and he, he's there. I mean, he's not a stupid person. Right. He knows what the narrative is about him. And he I think he fully understands that uh, what's at stake for him. Right. I mean, they keep talking about it on Cardinals. We talked about it here like the season doesn't go well. They might oh, be man. in a position to draft Caleb Williams, <laughs> right? Um,
0: Every time we talk about Caleb Williams, people in the comments lose. Their minds. I know, but it's just they're, like, it's, they're not gonna do. You that. have
1: to acknowledge that that situation that, is a reality.
2: You also have to acknowledge that Caleb Williams is the same size as two. Talking about that Lowe. is
1: true. That is true. Much smaller than I realized, uh, especially when you meet him in person, uh, which we did.
0: Bigger uh, than K one.
2: Everyone's bigger than K one. Yes, but but everyone, yeah, yes. Uh, I just like love the narrative that he he's like this Adonis physical freak. He's yeah. not
0: like a six foot six he's like, like yeah. John Elway type of.
2: Big how, man.
1: how tall is he? Six one.
2: Yeah, like
0: oh, it's not terrible.
2: But he also, but he also throws the ball like Patrick. Mahomes, okay, so. yeah. Imagine
1: me if I had the physical talent of Patrick Mahomes and was sexier. <laughs> okay, you got Caleb. Williams. Okay, all right. Um. Anyways, yeah, Caleb Williams isn't sexy. Caleb Williams is a cute dude. He's a good-looking dude. He's fine. He's a good-looking dude. <laughs> Anyways, you have to acknowledge... Kyler Kyler is a smart dude. He's fully aware of the the, the reality of, of what the season means for him, yeah. all of that. And I think he understands that, that this new regime is a chance for him to kind of reset the narrative himself as well. And, and I mean... Like, Kime, I think, is has been kind of talking shit about him, but is in a lot of ways doing him a lot of favors because I don't think Kime is a very well-liked person. So I think Kime constantly shitting on him in the pub- in public, any chance he gets, is making Kyler a more likable figure. Yeah, um, that's totally At least fair. he is, is in my eyes. Every um, time he's
0: on a po- Steve Kime's on a podcast, dude, he talks about everything but how he messed up his opportunity as being a GM on the air. The really fuck that guy. Anyways. Um, Terrible.
1: But yeah, I think Kyler knows. And so he's doing everything he can Uh to, to kind of reset that narrative and and prove that he is a franchise-leading, franchise-changing quarterback. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that's all you can ask for. I right agree.
0: Now. Obviously, him being there at training camp, just hanging out, is like the bare minimum of mm-hmm. what he can do. Um, but I'm glad that he's doing it because I agree with you. I think he knows the narrative surrounding him. I also think there might be some Cardinals influence in there. I think the team recognized that, oh, well, last season, in the offseason, he was in Texas working out, like, Obviously, I know things are different now because he's injured. So I'm sure the team was like, hey, like you're injured. Like, let's make sure you stay in Arizona this yeah. offseason and you work out in only our facilities. Like we can keep an eye on you and make sure everything's OK. So obviously, you know, um, and that was uh, in the offseason. Obviously, now the training camp has started. Kyler does need to be there um, in some capacity. So I'm glad that he was making his presence known and his teammates saw him out there as well. Do you still think that Kyler is aiming for a week one return? Is that still realistic?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's aiming for it. Um, I don't know how realistic it is. I, I don't think it's probably the smart decision either. But I, like I said, I think he knows exactly what's at stake here. And the sooner he gets out there and is able to prove that he is of value to this franchise, the better for yeah. him. Um, so I'm sure it's definitely his goal. But I don't. I'm not banking on it.
0: Yeah, I think Kyler's itching to get back. I think. Everything that we've heard and seen from him, both like how he's handled the off season and the way people have talked about how he's handled the offseason. It's obvious that he wants to come back and play. I think the narrative of him being more concerned about himself and not rushing him to come back because he doesn't care is a false one and stupid. So I think I just uh, I don't know. I'm just ha- I'm happy that he's out there at least. But- yeah, so am I. I guess we'll see. I don't know if coming back week one is necessarily the best thing for Kyler, um, especially because they're playing the commanders in Washington, and we all know what happens on that Absolute.
1: field. <laughs> yeah. No, I've said that before. Like, uh, we talked about that not too long ago. Keep this man off of that field. Yeah, please.
0: <laughs> please.
1: Ask G 3
0: Yeah. Um, right in the comments saying Steve Kime is a better understudy to Josh Brolin to star in Marvel movies featuring Thanos than he was the GM of the Cardinals facts um yeah. Dude, that's so funny that would
2: be <laughs> i didn't so think good. could get more evil that's I mean, that would yeah. be so good
0: chris saying it'll take balanced. a hot minute to purge the poison from the last decade of the cards front office the previous cards front office yeah definitely agree there
2: i have a better joke i have a better joke okay go steve kind would 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 let the infinity stones walk for for, nothing <laughs> <and> for <agency.
1: laughs>
0: oh god okay
1: no he would um, he would opt for a like a off ball linebacker instead i think of the daniel Infinity took Stones a the shot of the draft
0: <laughs> i think daniel took a shot at jay crowder the snakes in the grass that was jay crowder's tweet right he did the all caps yeah. snakes in the grass yeah thankfully we're avoiding a snakes in the grass uh can tweet. i just
1: say real quick people who make their brand on twitter and i not and i don't mean this in a phnx d-backs kind of way because it's like a fun but the people who are like every single tweet i send is all caps because mm-hmm. i am all caps you're a loser
0: you're a loser. Um, just in case anyone was wondering, before we move on from Cardinals talk, Colt McCoy is taking snaps as QB one in training camp. As of right now, um, obviously it's still very early. Training Corn's camp up. just started three days ago, so we're still early in it. But hey, Colt McCoy is taking snaps. Watch your back, QB1. though,
1: because the Toon train is coming.
0: <laughs> choo choo! All right, we got there's some D backs talk to talk about a reason before why they we built,
1: they rebuilt Toontown. Yeah, baby, Disneyland.
0: Before we do that sean tell us about ogs
1: um i mean what is there to say that i haven't said before <laughs> they're, they're, the reality is they're the best scratch made yummies on the face of the planet um especially because they're made right here in arizona um and i mean they got the, the biggest problem that they have is they got a lot of different flavors right like they got too their, many good ones too many good ones i mean they're all good but like right they got their pink summer summertime pink lemonade flavor they've got their creams they've got their fruits and like the creams have a bunch of different kinds within them, the like orange creamsicle, peach, and like all of this. And you're like, ah, I don't want to have to choose. OGs oh, takes that and take that problem away from you. Because they got the variety bags. They got, like I said, the fruits, the creams, um, all of them in one bag, gotta love it. Um, The lineup they have of, of, of gummies is just absolutely stacked. Yeah. Um, Like I said, fruits and creams, assorted packs, they have their sleep edition gummies, strawberries and cream happy balance, the THC CBD one to one ratio, Um the mini OGs, the microdose. Um, OGs, they definitely have something for you. So we highly recommend you check them out. You can check them out online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. I may or may not have stopped at the dispensary last night and what I see staring me right in the face in the display case. Some OGs. I'll pick some up. That's what I do. Um, So like I said, head to your local dispensary, check them out. Um, But as always, you must be 21 or older to enjoy.
0: There you have it. Hey, Sean, did you know that Four Peaks is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks?
1: I did not. Oh,
0: yeah. Four Peaks sure is. Four Peaks is is the official craft beer (laughs) of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Their rattle on red ale is. so good. I'm not normally a red ale girl, but for that, I will drink it because it's actually really good. And also, if you're going to a Diamondbacks game soon, head on up to their Four Peaks Draft Room. It's located on the suite level down the first base line in deep right field. Nick Castellano. (laughs) 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 Um, Also, I don't know if you guys know this, but we have two more Diamondbacks Takeovers events to close out the season. We've got one one coming up on September 12th. Wait, is next month August? August 12th. <laughs> what are we doing? July, August. Yeah. August is what? next. Yes. Okay. August 12th is the next one. <laughs> and then we have another one in September. So if you want to come to one of those takeovers, which I highly recommend you do because they're super fun, you can head on over to the at PHNX underscore DBAX Twitter to stay up to date with all of our DBAX takeover news. And to get tickets, make sure you check out at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub on Instagram to keep up with the latest at Arizona's Hometown Brewery. You must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. Your girl is cracking open a nice hazy IPA after the show. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah.
1: I can't believe you just embarrass yourself in front of your mom like that.
0: <laughs> I embarrass myself in front of my mom all the time. <laughs> Fair Listen, enough. I have this thing. I don't know my left from my right. <sighs> and I also You're have the to sing the month song to know which month comes next like I don't know it just like off my off the dome I feel
1: like I had this conversation with you before uh you don't have to admit those things
0: <laughs> I'm very open you know like I am a hot mess and I like to share my hot mess express for the rest of the world <laughs> I don't care if you all I mean, think go I'm done no, yeah I'm go dumb, off absolutely <laughs> I, res-
1: I respect it um, Very
0: open. Speaking of hot messes. Yeah. Oh, holy cow. We got a hot mess your down the road.
1: Arizona Diamondbacks kind of suck at baseball right now. They
0: do. They um, sure do. And,
1: and that's.
0: A...
2: They got the best team okay, relax in the American League Shane's, coming
1: to town. Relax. Shane's uh, <laughs> Seattle Mariners, kind of a joke of a franchise. No one really respects them. Um, I like. Thank you for putting the, the sirens as I said. No one respects the, the <laughs> Seattle Mariners. But yeah, no, they have the other Mariners coming in town this weekend. Um, but they suck. Um, that was the the clown sound for how much of a clown joke the Seattle Mariners are. Um, you got another one for me? I'll spin it against the Mariners. Okay. Um, anyways, um, D Backs kind of a train wreck right now, which is a problem in its own right. It's even bigger problem because the MLB trade deadline is fast approaching. Um, it sure
0: is August first. Yeah, oh, Hey, look, August is next because August first is the trade. deadline. We. Uh,
1: we're talking about baseball now, okay, not sorry, how you don't going. you can't read at a third grade level. <laughs> um,
0: that was so mean.
1: It wasn't though, because you learn that stuff in first grade. All uh, right, August
0: first is the trade deadline. Uh, August
1: first, three p.m. Eastern, or no, three p.m. our time, six p.m. Eastern. Um,
0: Sean, have the Diamondbacks done anything yet?
1: No, they have not. They've sat on <laughs> their ass, is what they've done. Um, which, you know, deadline's not here yet, but. It's becoming a little bit more of a problem because the trade deadline kind of got a little crazy the other night. It started started heating up. Um, A couple other teams started making moves. The Dodgers have made a bunch of moves that make absolutely no sense. They've traded for four people, all with negative wars, uh, which means one of them is going to win the NLCS MVP uh, (laughs) because that's how the Dodgers do Um,
0: Also, did you see Joe Kelly's going back to the Dodgers? I did. Joe Joe Kelly, one of my
1: favorite baseball players of all time. Listen,
0: listen. I hate the Dodgers more than probably is reasonable for amount of a girl my size. Like, the rage that I hold inside me for the Dodgers is undeniable. But, but, hear me out. Joe Kelly, when he did that pout...
1: To the Astros. He's a dog. I Iconic. love him. He was a sock. I have a, I have a soft, I have a special place in I, my heart. The
0: one thing that I will tolerate about the Dodgers is Joe Kelly because I think he's a savage and he's hilarious. And so I'm kind of, you know, I'm you a, a joke. I have girl. a sock
1: spot in my heart for Joe Kelly. Yeah. Uh, I do like him, but he hasn't really been good this year. Like I said, they traded for four players all with negative wars. Uh, the big move really came with. Um, the Angels taking Shohei Otani off the trade market yeah. and then promptly acquiring uh, Lucas Giolito from the White Sox and another uh, bullpen arm. The Angels um, are
0: such a tease. They were like, ha, you all thought you had a shot at Shohei Otani. Yeah. Psych. And also, we're going to make a playoff push with trying to acquire some really great yeah. starting pitching talent.
1: Which is kind of <laughs> dumb if you're the Angels. What? Well, it's not dumb. I understand it, but they're four and a half games back in a. In a stacked afa or al wild card race so yeah go off uh stacked
2: AL west you mean
1: yeah yeah with two good teams in front of them neither which of the seattle mariners um anyways um no, the mariners are coming at them they're coming they're, they're 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 coming they will not be not i'm pro mariner i'm pro julio anyways but that's not what we're here to talk about um yeah so they did the angels did that um and then last night uh, this one's a slightly bigger blow to the, the D-backs because they are definitely in the market for a closer. Um, one of the big closers on the market, David Robertson from the New York Mets, got traded in division to the Miami Marlins. What are, uh, First off, what are we doing? Uh, why are we trading people in division? Um, but the Marlins obviously are competing with the, the D-backs in this NL wildcard race. So that one hurts a little bit. Um, it hurts even more, like I said, the D-backs suck. Um Three and nine since they've come back from the All-Star break. Been swept twice. Um, Bullpen has given up a run in 18 in the last 19 games, which is why uh, a guy like David Robertson would have been really nice to acquire. Um, And the offense has not really been that great. They've really struggled with runners in scoring position.
0: The Mets are going to met.
1: The Mets are going to met, yeah. Um, But here is the question that is being asked now, is especially with their recent struggles. Do you think the Dbacks are still going to kind of try to make moves at the deadline? What kind of moves do you think they'll make at the deadline? Or do you think they're just going to kind of stay pat? Oh. I don't think selling is on the option. Would you are on the table? Would you yeah. agree with that? Like,
0: yeah, selling is off the, like off the table. They're yeah. not selling for sure. I don't – it's so hard to it's, read. Because, it's important
1: to, to for context. Like, all the other teams in the wild card race in the NL have also sucked recently. So, yeah. like, they're still very much – despite not playing good baseball, they're still very much in the thick of the NL wild card race. And I think yeah. they're only four and a half games back of the Dodgers. So, they're still – they're, they're not still, out of
0: it by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But, listen, like, they're 3-9 and nine since the All-Star break. They have spectacularly – shit the bed in a time where they couldn't afford to, like they needed to come back from the all-star break and punch every team in the mouth that they were playing. And they absolutely did not do that. They were the ones that were getting punched in the mouth. And I'm super frustrated because, you know, Mike Hazen said it, he was like, if we can finish out these two weeks before the trade deadline, we're going to be big buyers. Um, And they didn't do that. So I, it's a very hard situation to read because I said this last week. I think the Diamondbacks are a little bit ahead of schedule, in my opinion, of where they were supposed to be this season. Like this season, I was very much just expecting mediocrity with a few flashes of greatness from like Corbin Carroll and Zach Gallen and stuff like that. But I don't know if Mike Hazen shares that opinion of them being ahead of schedule. If he does, I feel like they're not necessarily going to be buyers because they have time. Like, yeah, that most they have still they have a stacked farm system. They still have a lot of talent that's developing in double A, triple A, even in single A. Is that I think Waller's in single A still? But they've got a lot of talents that's still developing and the timeline of them being like big time, heavy hitting competi- competitors wasn't supposed to hit until 2025. Yeah. So in my opinion, I think they're a little bit ahead of schedule. And if you know me, I have been preaching this to the choir for the longest time of stay the course like yeah. Mike Hazen stay the course like you have done an incredible job of reconstructing this roster of reconstructing the farm system let's not do anything crazy and like give up all of the pieces that we've you know worked so hard to d- develop into a choir and like sell the farm too soon and just push the chips in too soon because a lot about baseball is timing like lo- there's a little bit of luck timing like it's so it's such a hard sport to win because it's not a sprint it's a marathon timing has So much to do with it. You have a little bit of luck thrown in there. And so I just, I don't want to see Hazen push the chips in too soon because that could be catastrophic. Like if they go too soon and they're not ready, that's going to set them back even further. So I don't want to see them be buyers if they're not ready. And I don't think they are personally. So to me, if they don't do anything at the deadline, I'm not going to be the most upset about it. I think if anything, I'm more upset that they flamed out so spectacularly <laughs> after starting the year so hot and getting my hopes high. But that's a personal problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I... So first, a counter to what you were saying about, like, the window, they also do, like, their best offensive player right now, or at least the most consistent offensive player right now, it's his, Cattell Marte. He's in his prime. And yeah. you only have two years of... Or this year and next year of Zach Gallen. So, like... Uh, the picture could look very different in two years. Um So, I mean, a- and... When you have an opportunity staring at you in the face, you kind of have to go for it. I I would be very disappointed if they don't do anything. Uh, I'm going to okay. say that right now. I'll be very disappointed. Um, I think they're 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 kind of a approach to the deadline is definitely changed by the recent struggles like I think they're probably going to emphasize control more which is why a guy like David Bednar um which we'll talk about in a second is is interesting cuz got a few years of control as opposed to a guy like David Robertson who is a rental right there are a lot of guys on the trade market who are rentals and they're they're going to be gone after this year yeah. um and it that obviously really changes a, a lot uh, if you're Mike Higgins so um I think it probably changes their approach a little bit. They're not going to be super aggressive and really – with the idea that this is their this is their year, it's this yeah. year or bust. But I do think that they are going to try to put themselves in a position to at least reach the postseason this year.
0: Yeah, um, I would also be happy if they made moves before the deadline with more of like a future mentality in mind. Of like, okay, yeah. this might not like be the biggest impact now, but maybe next season or two seasons from now, this is going to be huge for us. Um, and if that's like a lower, like a lesser known name or whatever they think is an appropriate like future play I'm also fine with that yeah
1: yeah I I think right now control is kind of the name of the game from Mike Hazen yeah um as far as like specifics we haven't heard a whole lot about what the D-backs are really doing in this deadline uh obviously we heard the report not too long ago that um they checked in on Shohei Otani uh, which doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. Obviously, LA ended up taking him off the trade market and turned into buyers, but I mean, which it, I'm
0: so glad they did it so we didn't have to contemplate if Shohei was going to be, done that yeah, well, yeah,
1: but like, I mean, everyone was checking in on Shohei, he's the greatest player of all time. You got to see if the angels are giving him away for free, basically. Like, you got to yeah. ask, right? Which, with that
0: uh, front office, I wouldn't be surprised if they did,
1: yeah, yeah, right? Um, but, um, they didn't. Uh, the only other thing that we've really heard is is um, Gambo apparently said on his, his radio show yesterday that the D-backs are very much in on David Bednar, um, and I believe Jordan Montgomery, a pitcher from the um, Cardinals, but uh, Bednar being the big one because we know that the Pirates are at the very least listening, um, and they are selling. They made a trade the other day. Um, Bednar is a little different because, like I said, he has a few years of control, Yeah. Um, so if you're the Pirates, a little less inclined to give a guy like that up, um, but... Like we mentioned, bullpen's been struggling. Um, offense has stagnated a little bit. And we know Mike Hazen has said previously that he wants a right-handed bat. Um, and then obviously, I think they need to still bolster the the starting lineup. Is the bullpen your top or a closer your top priority? Or is it one of these kind of other position areas of need?
0: No, I think the starting rotation is my biggest priority. I listen, I know, I know you guys, I know the bullpen is tragic. Trust me, I am aware. I am of the mindset that you fix the bullpen through like offseason acquisitions and your farm system, and like I. But also, (laughs) I used to be a fan of a team that spent 110 million dollars on a bullpen that also flamed out spectacularly. So I'm a little. Do
1: you guys do have a track record of of spending money on Uh, arms that have been good, and then they
0: come here and they are not good? They had uh, Yoshi Hirano on the roster. Mm. Was the year I think that they went and spent money on the bullpen. I am not one to recommend trying to fix the bullpen as the top priority or spend a lot of money on it because I just don't think that's something that's like easy to fix. Yeah. I think like if you as a whole, if you examine just like teams that struggle, like I feel like the bullpen is always one of those things. And it's just it's it's so hard to try to figure out. So anyway, I think starting pitching should be the main focus. I'm still big. I was a little upset about Lucas Diolito t- getting taken off the board because I yeah, think he would have yeah. been a great addition to the roster. I'm still big on Marcus Stroman. I think he would fit in well here. I just think I would would much rather the Diamondbacks address their starting rotation because if you take a look down into their farm system, they don't have the talent to restock their starting rotation in a way that is going to be consistent enough to be competitive. Like, they've got Zach Allen and Merrill Kelly.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, like, I mean, may maybe a, eventually, but yeah, they don't, they don't yeah, really. Yeah, I mean,
0: like eventually, but I'm talking like in the next two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got Ryan, who's two up and two down, who's either spot on or at is
1: home at, yeah. for his life.
0: Um, Zach Davies needs to be DFA'd, and who's the fifth that I'm forgetting?
1: Uh, Tommy Henry. Yeah, Tommy who's Henry. Who's been good? Which is again, he's but, been good. Like he should be
0: your fifth person, your fifth option. Yeah, and right yeah. now, he's number three. Which is I mean,
1: <laughs> I, I definitely agree that the rotation right now is not. It's not that of a. World Series winning team, yeah, uh, and pitching um, wins
0: championships. So Fought has
1: looked looked good in his last start up until he gave up three straight home runs. Uh, but he's getting another start soon before the deadline, so you'll get a better look at him. But uh, yeah, none of these guys have been super consistent. Tommy Henry, like uh, I like Tommy Henry a lot, but yeah, like I said, he's not he's not number three. Uh, so I definitely do think they need to address the starting lineup. But for me, the closer is by far the most important. This bullpen uh, needs stability more than anything. I think there's there's plenty of talent in the bullpen. Well, in the bullpen we've seen all of these guys be very like very very good bullpen arms for for stretches throughout the year but i think they need the stability of having a guy that you know when it closes the ninth inning that's the guy who's getting the ball and you can kind of put someone into the setup role so you have just a, a better idea of what's coming every single night as far as the bullpen is concerned yeah i think that would help guys a lot um and to have a guy that is more comfortable in those high leverage situations i think the team very very much needs that um I, I think they need an, like they, they need more than any one thing, I think, if they want a real chance at winning a World Series. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, is that Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, when they're on, they are the best one-two in baseball. And they haven't really—obviously, uh, Merrill's been hurt. Zach's been up uh, kind of all over the place. So they haven't been that. But if they can, and then you can get one of these guys to really figure it out in the back end of the season, like you could have a rotation that could— Maybe put you in a position to succeed. Maybe uh, I don't think that's the case for the Uh It's strong, maybe. Again, I think they need to address all of it uh, as far as pitching is concerned. But a closer is definitely my top priority right now.
0: Okay, that's fair. I definitely agree. Only time will tell what is going to happen with the Diamondbacks before the trade deadline. I'm yeah. I'm I'm interested to see what happens and if Mike Hazen is on my side philosophy wise, or if he's going to do something crazy. We shall see. We shall see. You know what is consistent though. Hmm. How consistently good the snacks and Circle K is. I love me a good Circle K run. I've always been like a big... This sounds terrible. I don't know how to make this sound better. Okay, stick with me here. Oh God! Big gas station girl.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah. No, you, so you thought you were going to or something. Nah. When I was
0: growing up, my little brother and I used to ride our bikes down to the gas station, like in our little neighborhood. Like every and I kid love ever. a good gas station ride. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I didn't That's completely that normal.
2: Go well the wrong way, not. way, but like I really liked candy as a kid. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I was a kid. Well, huge... Okay, Freezing is like I'm a gas station girl could be interpreted oh. many different ways.
2: Okay. No,
1: yeah. Yeah. Right. When you say yeah, okay. no, okay. Yeah. I see what you're saying. You uh, yep. okay. So I yeah, just that, that, that. I
0: was Hands gas up. station girl I love the, ki- the candy uh, and the drinks.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, okay. okay. Uh But the yeah. best gas
0: station If I'm going to be a gas station girl, I'm going to be a gas station girl at Circle K.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, Don't sniff now the you're ma- now you're making it weird. Don't sniff the gas. Don't. Sniff...
0: <laughs> um and Help if mate. you if you want to be a gas station girl, head on down to your local oh, Circle K right now. If you now. want to just
1: be like a normal person who just gets snacks <laughs> at a
2: really and a really high quality gas, snacks, go to Circle K. Go to Circle K. God.
0: Oh my God, I'm going to cry. They have the best coffee, the best beer, the best snack selection, and the best premium gas. And Circle K gas stations just hit different. Take it from me. I would know. I've been to many. <laughs> All right. Um, oh. <laughs> I need to get it together. Are um, you telling them to text? What? Are you telling them to text? I'm telling him to text. I'm too, I'm okay. him to text. <laughs> Make sure you're not missing out on all of the great stuff Circle K has to offer. Get out your phone right now and text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and to get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. The queen of Polar Pops is in our presence. Miss Lindsay Smith is here. She's a big, <laughs> big Polar Pop girl. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator. StoreLocatorCircleK.com. Slash store dash locator to find a Circle K near you. And before we start talking about the Coyotes, oh, woo, um, we got to talk about game time because <laughs> hockey season is right around the corner, which means you're going to need to buy hockey tickets. You're going to need to buy tickets true, to go to the game. True, true. But you know what comes before hockey season?
1: Football season. Football season. Yeah, baby.
0: And if you missed the first part of our show where we talked about the Cardinals, preseason is right around the corner. And our game time game of the week. Bless you. The game time game of the week is our preseason game the Broncos at Cardinals. Ooh. Um obviously if you know me, you know that I am very interested in going to this because <laughs> of the visiting team. But I digress. Ooh. You can get tickets to this preseason game for as low as $3. 3. Damn. $3. Damn. Do you want to go to a preseason game? Go to game time and get a preseason ticket for three bucks.
1: Uh, okay, can I let you on a little secret? Yeah, I've yet to attend a football game at State Farm Stadium.
0: Wow! Um, I can really? For
1: three dollars?
0: Yeah, go for three dollars, fam. Say less. Let's do it.
1: Oh, I will say I was there for like the red and black scrimmage or whatever, red and white scrimmage. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen football there, but.
0: Maybe you can go to the game and yell at Russell Wilson and tell him to stop being corny. I'll
1: just scream. I'm just going to scream, let's ride.
0: <laughs> Anyways, game Everything, time that's is the only going to say
2: I'm sure nobody's done that to him. No.
1: No, but I'm going to be like, uh, no, I'm not going to like, not at him. I'm just going to be like a Pokemon. Like the let's, like, I'm just going to say, let's ride. Let's Someone's ride. He's going to ask me a question. Let's ride.
0: Game time is the place eat? for last minute let's ticket ride. deals. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country can for get a get reason. A, uh, you ride. can get tickets on it for $3. Uh, Three dollars.
1: One two
0: three. (laughs) Download the game. Isn't that Russ's number? What? Yeah, Russ's number. Three dollars for the number three quarterback. Um, snag tickets now. Download the Game Time app. Create an account. Use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We got some coyotes news, Sean.
1: Yeah, we did. I thought you were gonna have like a really bad pun again to no, kick this off. I'm kind of already... punned
0: out. I, my creativity is down the drain.
1: Off one pun, you only made one coolie pun. You're drained. You're drained off that.
0: <sighs> We've got a cool segment coming okay. up.
1: <laughs> I didn't want one. I was just saying I was surprised that you were you were creatively drained. <laughs> uh, Breaking coyotes news. I
2: didn't think you would get that low again.
1: Mm, that's a deep. That's not a deep cut, but that's a. I like that. I yeah. You had to work for it. I like it. Logan. She is Logan, fucking yeah. lost. <laughs> she doesn't know what month it is. She's lost.
0: Um, Anyways, yesterday, the Coyotes announced that they have officially signed their 2022 third overall pick, Mr. Logan Cooley, to a three year entry level contract. Yeah, Before yeah. they did it, though, they were dropping some funny hints on Twitter, which I am a fan of because, you know, me, I love social media and I love a good Little, you know, chuckle. Um, they tweeted, it's sunny with a chance of 92 today. Don't you love it when it starts cooling down here? Uh, they also tweeted a cactus shape 92, which was Logan's number. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the coyotes were dropping hints, you know? They're like, hey, we got a chance. You know, Logan might be here. Just letting everyone know so you can get excited now. Because I think it's something to get excited about. Like, Logan cooling oh, is a dog.
1: Yeah, it definitely is something to get excited about. This is weird to me because I'm like, <clears> why just announce announce him yeah like why are we what are we, the, i don't understand the, the coyotes point
0: account loves to troll have you they like do? Nothing? no no no
1: I, and that, that i respect very much don't get me wrong i you know i'm always gonna i'm always gonna get uh have respect for the trolls but uh yeah i mean you're right this is something super exciting that yeah support the trolls um there's something to be super <laughs> excited about of course like he's he's already he's the best prospect that this franchise may as may have ever seen before is that how I want? Okay. Does that make sense? All right. I, I don't know why I turned into Donald Trump all of a sudden with <laughs> my hand motion. Of
2: course. That's a very Trump. This is the best the, the, prospect. The best prospect ever had. All right.
1: Anyway, The comments are going to
0: go crazy.
2: of all time.
1: An impression is impression. It was exciting, though, because he actually talks. the best prospect we've ever had. I'm going to throw my. I just phone want to, you. you know, both sides. I need to, Shut I need to, up, I need to touch up. Anyways. You
0: have gone on too many tangents on this show.
1: You spent three minutes trying to figure out what
0: month it is. <laughs> what am I, what am I even talking about? Anyways, when he was on the PHNX Coyotes show, because the PHNX Coyotes did have the one, the only Logan Cooley as a guest, which you should go check out. You can find it on YouTube or on any podcast platform. He was a little bit unsure of what his future held mm-hmm. because, of course, they did their due del- diligence and asked him, hey, uh, what are you thinking timeline-wise about what you're going to do? Yeah. Are you going to come to Arizona? And he was like, I don't know. I need to talk to my coaches. I need to see how the rest of my college career goes because they talked to him before Minnesota came to play during the collegiate season so um he was still a little bit unsure um and he did have a s- extremely successful first season at minnesota obviously he is a pro at the uh lacrosse style goal
1: oh yeah they pulled off here at mullet
0: yeah which we all saw what is it called again has a uh, Michigan. Name. The Michigan, yeah. yeah. He pulled off the Michigan here at Mullet, which was crazy to watch in person. Yeah. But his stats from his undeniable, collegiate man. season, undeniable. In 39 games played, he had 22 goals, 38 assists. Like this kid is a monster.
1: Yeah, plus 38. Like uh, and I mean he was on like the best line in all of college hockey. Right. Um which
0: with, always helps. with
1: uh uh Snuggerood and why am I blanking on the kid that's from here that plays for the Maple Leafs? Uh, Maddie nice. Maddie, 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 nice. Maddie is, Yeah. yeah nice. Um, like that line, and I mean, seeing them here was, that was an unbelievable experience. I was at that game. Yeah, that was awesome.
0: I couldn't believe that they were college kids. Because I just, yeah. I, obviously there's a big difference between collegiate hockey and NHL, obviously. Yeah, that's a dumb but, statement, but when
1: you saw him live, it, like you could test, t- he, there was a different kind of talent. Those, like,
2: or those Minnesota sweaters are
0: hard.
1: Yeah, right? the Minnesota, dude. Yeah, just a burgundy, maroon, and yellow is just a great combination. Collegiate, it's so good. Not as good when you're playing professional football, but otherwise, a great combination. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, no, no. I, I he, he's just a, an incredibly talented kid, and I, it was, it was, it was so awesome to see that he decided to, to sign his contract. Were you surprised
0: by his decision?
1: Um, I mean. Not really. I mean, I mean, like if I'm being honest, you know, I obviously part of the I produce the Coyote Show, so I they, they're talking about it all the time, and, and you know, he Craig had talked to him before, and he was obviously very not he was non-committal. Yeah. He had previously said that he was going back to Minnesota, but he had uh, in conversation they had since that he, he left the door very much open. So I, I mean, I always thought the possibility was there. Yeah. Um. But I mean, if you had asked me this for. Three, three, four months ago, I would have been shocked. Like in the after, obviously the arena thing happened. He said he was going back. Um, like it, I didn't think this was going to be on the table. It may, I I made a lot of sense, and by no means that I think he was out in the organization or anything like that. But yeah. you know, Minnesota is a very good team. Uh, you know. It, college is fun it makes sense to go back but no i wasn't really surprised obviously there's a lot of reasons being a pro was pretty awesome i'd have to imagine yeah um so no i'm not surprised that he wants to i am not surprised that a 19 year old kid wants to play nhl
0: yeah i'm also (laughs) not surprised by him wanting to play in the nhl he did talk to the media yesterday and he kind of explained his decision making process and here's what he had to say you know any hockey player it's their it's their goal to play in the nhl and obviously that was my dream Um, You know, I want to play at the highest level I can. I want to be pushed every day. I want to play with the best. And um, honestly, I'm just super excited to the future of the Arizona Coyotes and the direction they're going. And, you know, obviously that you saw the moves they made at the deadline, Um, you know, their coaching staff, the ownership group, um, you know, so happy to be a part of it. And, you know, I can't wait to get going. Overall, very positive sentiments from the Logan Cooley. The Logan Cooley, I say, as if he's... um, But you love to hear the positive sentiments. Yeah. As far as if it's the right decision for him to go now, I don't... I mean, obviously, he wouldn't be going if he didn't think he had a good shot at making the NHL roster. Because, obviously, he's not the same caliber as an AHL player. So, I think he wouldn't have made that decision if he didn't have a pretty good idea... Faith in, like, confidence in his own talent. Yeah, um, that but he could make the NHL roster. To but be
1: t- clear, like we talked to Lee about it, he was very humble. Like he didn't, yeah. by no oh, yeah, thinks yeah. he is like uh, he is guaranteed. He's right. very much like a, if I get the opportunity to make the NHL roster, yeah. which is also a very awesome thing to see from like the best player in all of college hockey yes
0: absolutely so he wasn't like oh i'm definitely making the nhl mm-hmm. he was like i feel like he had a, at least a reasonable amount of humble confidence that he could make an nhl yeah. roster otherwise i don't think you make the decision to leave a collegiate program that is very successful um and one that you're very good at um but i also feel like you know, 19-year-old kids making an NHL roster doesn't happen all the time. Like, it is very no. rare. Yeah. Um, I think the last time it happened was Clayton Keller. Yeah. And Clayton Keller and Logan Cooley happened to have the same agent, which is agents. a little bit of a clinky-dink. The
2: brothers. Yeah. um agents. The yep. So,
0: I think probably, um, you know, Logan even said it when he talked to the, the media yesterday that he was talking to Clayton Keller. Um, yeah, you know, his family bunch, helped yeah. him make the decision. Um, he was talking to Clayton. His agents kind of were talking to him. I feel, you know, obviously I don't know, can't confirm or deny that probably that played a role in his decision making. Clayton oh, was probably yeah. like, come on, Logan. Um, yeah. <laughs> come on I mean, over. When, when
1: the, if if the star of the team who is there every day feels good about the organization of or the franchise and feels that you can contribute to that in a positive way. Yeah. Like that has to feel really good. And, and like you said, he'd been in the same situation going from college straight to the pros. So like,
0: yeah. Um, Clayton, Clayton did it. Logan can do it
1: yeah so like I, I mean I, I think that is probably it probably helped him a lot to, to to a like I said have a guy that's been in that situation that has a lot of confidence in him and and obviously like you said they have the same agents like having yeah. them kind of be able to facilitate those conversations stuff like that um i I can't imagine how valuable that was in, in helping sure. him get here i i I it can't say one way or the other but uh, you know it, yeah. it is certainly a question of whether or not he is here if Clayton Keller is is not all in.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Connor Smith in the comments asking when Cooley suits up, who would be a good mentor for him if he makes the roster? Clayton Keller. Yeah,
1: I mean, they have same the same, same agent, same experience. And they I also mean, have
0: the same vibe. Like, I don't know if yeah, you're Yeah, it's a
1: very quiet h- yeah. humbleness to yes. them for sure. And, I mean, they are going to be the – as far as, like – I don't want to say they're the two best players on the team, even though that might also be true. But, like, in terms yeah. of just, like, a wow factor and, like, being a – like. Game breaker style players like those are the two. Yeah. Um. And so there's a lot. There's certainly a lot of similarities between them. Clayton's so. been in
0: the NHL long enough too to be a mentor for. Kool-Aid, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I
1: think at this point, Clayton is one of the leaders on the team. Yeah. Um, for sure. I, so, I mean, he certainly is. So I, 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 <laughs> I, did you look at me for saying, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think you, we might see a, a letter on his chest at some point. I think he deserves to Hopefully. wear a letter on his chest at the yeah. very least. I um, think there's some
0: contenders though. I think Krauser is in yeah. the mix. Um,
1: Fisher. Oh, wait.
0: Oh, sad. Why did you have to bring that up? Anyways, I want to end on this it. just because it's a happy note, and then we will wrap it up. I don't know if I'm DeLulu. Actually, I do know. I am DeLulu, confirmed. I kind of read into someone in the comments. Uh, I think it was Chris. Yeah, I was more surprised by Josh than Logan. So Josh yeah. Donner was obviously drafted by the Coyotes, and then um, after two seasons with ASU, decided to go and fulfill his NHL contract with the Coyotes. Um, I was also a little bit surprised by that, but... I am DeLulu and I live in a fantasy land and I read into this as like Josh going or like now Logan going now as a positive sign, because you know, we've been dealing with the stupid narrative of the coyotes suck. They don't have an arena. Nobody wants to play for them. And to see like these two really talented prospects be like, I want to play for them. Actually, I'm going to go now and play for them right now. I read into that as like a very positive and a happy thing. So, I don't know if that's just me and I don't know if you read it into the same way, but I take that as they are not listening to the outside noise. They don't care that the coyotes don't have a permanent arena right now. And they're excited to be a part of this organization. Obviously Logan said it when he met in the media in that, in that clip, um, but I read into it as a happy thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the clip was—you don't even have to read into it. He said he liked the, organi- the direction of the organization, and I mean, I think Josh is a, li- a slightly different. It's obviously a pretty unique situation—the fact that he, his dad, was in the organization when he made this move. Um, yeah. and, and to be fair, Shane Doan was on the Coyotes podcast, and he said this—this he, he, this was a Josh's decision. He wasn't yeah. something they really even talked about. So. Um, but and I mean, donor obviously got to play in mullet. He was around the organization a lot more, so he had a better idea of what the the, the true state of the organization was. And I mean, transitioning from playing in mullet to to I guess TCC is is he probably <laughs> probably a downgrade, anyways. So like, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think it definitely like these you see that with these guys, you see it with Clayton Keller stuff like that. Like, I think there's a lot of people who are just, the people who matter, the players, yeah. uh, are. In, feel good about the direction of the organization because at the end of the day they don't like at the end of the day they're trying to win a Stanley Cup, right? And so if they feel like the roster is moving in that direction towards putting them in a better chance of winning a Stanley Cup, I don't think they really care. Like if they, I think they would rather win a Stanley Cup at Mullet than go zero eighty-two <laughs> at the nicest arena in, in hockey.
0: Facts. <laughs> Alright, well there you have it. I'm super excited about the future of the Coyotes and the fact that we have all these young, talented guys to look forward to watching Same. for many years to come because the Coyotes are not leaving Arizona. Um, you know what I'm going to do after I go get a Chris hazy IPA? I'm going to Burrito Express. Ooh, uh, big shout to out to Burrito Express for bringing uh, burritos to the office this week. I had two.
1: <laughs> I had two as well. I think I might be on a new... Oh. I think I might be on a new burrito.
0: Oh. Which one? Keeping it
1: simple shout out jacob because he's been on this wave the bean, bean and, and cheese, cheese man Aww. i rock with it steak refried con- beans go crazy
0: nope dude refried
2: potato. beans go insane they're like, they're, <laughs> you, know, oh. you know you know you know it'd go nuts hmm. put the refried beans in the breakfast supreme
0: ooh, ooh, i think that, that would go, go crazy ooh, ooh, ooh. i'm really lucky i got we need my our own favorite. burritos Ooh, that would be cool
2: i've been saying i've been talking to angel on the golf course whenever <laughs> we golf you should Bet him on the golf course. I, I will. Let's do. That. I'm
0: really excited because I got to have my two favorite burritos this week. I got my first choice, which is steak and potato first, and then I got a breakfast supreme the next day, and I had four green salsas each. So eight green salsas are in my tummy right now, and I am really happy about it. You if gotta, you want to partake take your
2: di- digestion,
0: if to the, <laughs> <if in laughs> <your laughs> partake in the burrito happiness, head on to any of Burrito Express's multiple locations throughout the ba- the valley. You can grab a burrito and follow Burrito Express on Twitter at burrito e x p. de Depaz.
2: <sighs> Michaela Perkins.
0: Shane Diefenbach. Help. Help.
2: Come watch some bets in two seconds.
0: Yeah, yes. the bets show is going live, so everyone go watch AFC it. AFC
1: East preview. So I am talking about the Buffalo Bills in a the right context.
0: Thank you all so much for tuning in to this episode of TPSP. Chris, Daniel, Connor, Jose, Classy Nasty, Ryan, Connor, both Connors, my mom sometimes even though she started a fight um <laughs> all you guys are the absolute best thank you so much for tuning in we will see you next friday at 12 30 have a good weekend everyone bye